Bam, bam, bam. Last time on Doomsday Clock GT, we leave a broken Batman in the hands of the Joker. And now, Chapter 6, Truly Laugh. So yeah, we hit our halfway point with Doomsday Clock number 6. Uh, so following the attack on the GCPD headquarters, Joker, his henchman, Mime, Marionette, and a wheelchaired, unconscious Batman all travel through the Gotham City sewers. Because he's like, we got a we got a good deal going on here. I don't give a fuck about this riot anymore. We got unconscious Batman. We gotta we gotta go. But Joker also had a meeting to go to, so. <laughs> so, uh, while walking, we get a small backstory on Marionette and mine. Um, but Marionette is kind of thinking to herself, uh, she recalls her first encounter with Mime in a flashback. So the, the majority of this is going to be a flashback. So just don't, just bear with me. Because it, I don't want you to think it's presently happening. I'll tell you when it's present again. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, Marionette, otherwise known. Oh my God, if I keep unplugging this fucking mic, I swear. Marionette, otherwise known by her government name as Erica Manson. Uh, she was raised by her father, who moved to America to open a doll-making shop. Across the street was a store named May's Glass, and the owners of the glass shop had a son named Marcos Mays, who was a mute and verbally abused by his stepfather. One day, Marcos enters the Manson store, and Erica, being similar age to him, shows him around. You know, new store in town, and, you know, she's a similar age kid, so here's, here's my family's store, right? And she liked to show the different, like, dolls and stuff in the store, so she enjoyed it. And this happened several times, just over the course of weeks or whatever. And one day, while Erica was walking with her marionette puppet, she was confronted by a group of bullies. And the bullies make fun of Erica, call her dad a child molester, and steal her marionette doll. Uh, she tries to fight back and attack the leader of the bullies, but the other kids with the bully uh, pinned Erica down and prepared to cut her hair. I was like, what else do bully kids do? Um, but coming to her rescue was Marcos, who attacked the bullies with glass bottles because he works in a glass shop. Uh, now with the upper hand, Erica asked Marcos for more bottles to even further cement her victory over the leader of the bullies. And so they throw all these fucking glass bottles at these kids and... Uh, breaking all over the place and scare away the bullies. So essentially a victory, right? So sometime later, Marcos goes to visit Erica's shop much, much later uh, and finds that Erica isn't there. So her father shows him around the shop off and offers to make him any puppet of his choosing. However, two police officers enter the shop looking for Marcos because uh, they couldn't find him at May's class and, Everyone over there knew that he was likely over at the doll making shop because he's always over there. So they show up, find uh, Marcos, and offer their condolences for his mother 
who has just died. And they like he's just now finding out that his mom just died. So he runs home. And uh, we see Erica's father giving one of the officers a leprechaun puppet for the officer's daughter. You couldn't hear the fucking quotes in my fingers. Um, so <laughs> uh, later that day, the officers return, wondering which puppet Erica's father used this time. And it's kind of vague right now. So it, they're just like asking him which one he used. And we don't really know what they're talking about. And he, ref- when he refused to answer, uh, they assault him, stating that their boss brought him to this country, therefore he owns him. And these corrupt cops had been bringing in immigrants and allowing them to open shops so that they could use them to smuggle drugs. It's implied that the cops killed Marcos's mother for either not complying like Erica's father is doing right now and uh, threatened to kill Erica if he doesn't comply. So he gives in, revealing that the delivery was not inside the leprechaun puppet and was instead inside a night owl puppet. So after the encounter, Erica goes to the shop because like she normally does to go see her dad finish her homework or whatever, you know, she did aside from being in the shop, only to find that her father had committed suicide, believing that she was safer with him gone. Uh, The corrupt officers arrive at the scene, prompting Erica to stab one in the neck with a pair of scissors. (laughs) The other gets ready to shoot her, but Marco stops him, uh, allowing Erica to strangle him to death with a cord. So then the two run away, eventually assuming the personas Mime and Marionette, following their encounter with uh, Dr. Manhattan, where he almost killed Mime. The two gave birth to their child, and while Marcos was trapped in prison, their baby was taken and never seen again. So now we return to the present when... So everyone's like walking through the sewer and this whole flashback has just been her reminiscing and kind of daydreaming. And the group kind of encounters a few of Mr. Freeze's henchmen, which uh, like snaps her back to the present. And uh, <laughs> they they just, the henchmen are just lost in the sewers. Uh, conveni- conveniently though, the henchmen appear to be attending the same event that the Joker is headed to. Uh, which is a formation of a new coalition of villains dubbed the League of Villainy. And Joker kind of coerces the henchmen to join his own ranks and brands them with his signature J. And he extends the offer to Mime and Marionette, who refuse and attack his men. And the scuffle ends with Joker accidentally shooting one of his own men they all have a big laugh and continue through towards the meeting. <laughs> like a big scuffle. It's, it's like never that serious to him anyways. And uh, they kind of force him to pull a gun and he shoots the gun, but it misses and accidentally shoots one of his own guys. And he's just like, <laughs> let's just, let's just keep going to the meeting. Uh, so as Joker leads the group to the meeting, a large group of villains has already gathered, uh, all led by the Riddler. 
So following the controversy over the Superman theory, the villains have banded together in order to determine a safe way to continue operating as bad guys. Uh, while at the same time, it's announced that most superhumans are retreating to their respective sanctuaries, like Green Lantern's adversaries are going to the stars, uh, the Amazons of Themyscira kidnapped Wonder Woman, and the only potential safe haven for villains being at Kondok with Black Adam, which is really open to all metahumans. So even though, even though mostly bad guys are going to Kondok, uh, which kind of leads good guys to not want to go, the other villains who also have a pass to go don't really want to because it's open to good guys. So they don't want to go because they could be there and the good guys don't want to go because they're going to be there. So it's this weird mix and uh, eventually not a lot of people go to Kondok. And in the middle of this conversation, the door slams open and Joker announces his arrival, causing like visible anguish on the Riddler's face. Just like, fuck this guy again. But interrupting Joker's entrance is Typhoon, who's been accused of being involved with the Superman theory uh, and causes the League of Villainy to turn on him. So he like shows up and is kind of pissed at everybody. And, and so he prepares to attack the villains who turned on him, saying that he's like uh, created metahuman with all this like involved in this whole theory that's causing all this stuff for everybody. And so people are all pissed at him. And so he go he goes to attack the villains who turned on him and he's shot through the head. <laughs> by none other than the comedian. So it's just like this chaotic entrance <laughs> for everybody. And so then the comedian begins to open fire on all of the villains. Uh, Mime is able to distract him, which allows Marionette enough time to find a way for both her and Mime to escape, which they do. And as they escape, we see the comedian blow up the whole room. Most of the people got out. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, but as Mime and Marionette discuss how they can find their baby, they end up being caught by the comedian who was after them the whole time. So he was, you know, the the blowing of the building didn't really slow him down, and them escaping didn't really slow him down. So he was he was on a mission to get them anyways, and they weren't running very fast. So he ends up getting him, uh, and he believes that he only needs one of them to be able to find Ozymandias and begins to decide which of them to kill. But out of nowhere, the Joker shows up and electrocutes the comedian. So the comedian's out of commission and Joker decides to join Mime and Marionette on their quest to find Dr. Manhattan, which is a little odd, but he's, he's in it now. He's, he's interested because a lot of crazy shit's happening around these two people. So he wants to see what the whole deal is. But yeah, a nice little love story. Victims of environment. I mean, minus the murders. Uh, <laughs> Mime and Marionette are easy to root for. Uh, just, you know, searching for their kid, doing their own thing. Dramatic childhoods. I don't even think ultimately evil, you know. Maybe not quite as, like, anti-hero as Mr. Freeze, but... 
you know, they're fun to root for because they're kind of silly and he's got invisible stuff. And, you know, he's just they're just a fun group. But unfortunately, that brings us to the end of the episode. So next time, chapter seven, titled Blind Spot.